God bless you everyone. Welcome to my podcast. You're listening to Prophetic Podcast with Jeannie. I'm so glad you joined me today. Um, Let me just quickly say a prayer before I begin. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I pray, Lord, that you would speak through me in this podcast, Father God. I pray that you would remove any distractions, Father, um, that you would just shield me under the shelter of your wings, God, and Lord, that you would have your way in this message today, Lord God. Let your Lord, come forth your heart um, and what you have for us, Lord, we receive today. And I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So God bless you. I wanted to kind of speak on uh, what the Lord placed on my heart um, since this morning. And it was regarding the eagle (laughs) and how the Lord wants us to be like the eagle um, in a sense. So I want to first of all share... This was not long ago, maybe a week ago, a week and a half, I believe. Um, I was on my regular walk, and I happened to see an eagle. And mind you, the eagle is one of my favorite animals, um, next to, of course, the horse, (laughs) the dogs, and the lions. But they are one of my favorite creatures. I'm always very, um, very drawn to them. Um, There's something so, something not only mysterious, but there's just a strength you know there's just a strength and this authority that the eagle carries that I'm drawn to and so I was walking and God had answered one of my longtime prayers I really wanted to see an eagle in person now even though this eagle was not super close to me it was in view of me um, and I saw this eagle swoop down and it stopped and it landed right on top of a tree it was a, a looked like a Christmas tree it was a tall tree but it went right on the top of it and as I was walking I stopped and I just was thanking God and I was staring at it taking pictures of it sharing it with people I was so happy um, that I got to see an eagle and I knew the Lord was talking to me personally on a personal level but also on a national level and um, just in a lot of ways he was speaking to me through seeing that eagle because a lot of times the Lord will speak to me through nature I don't know if any of you understand that or have that as well with the Lord (laughs) But he does and so I was just admiring this eagle and then I had noticed that there were these crows that started kind of circling around the eagle and trying to agitate and annoy it and I was aggravated seeing it I was like leave that eagle alone <laughs> and then this one uh, crow went like with its claws and, and was like trying to tap its back and this is stuff that I've only seen pictures of I have seen um, pictures of like crows that go on the back of the eagle and it's flying and I don't know if you heard the the whole story how what happens is the eagle keeps going higher and higher and eventually the crow just suffocates and dies reason being that the crow cannot um, survive in that high elevation now what is the Lord saying to us today regarding this the Lord is saying that he wants us as his children as his people to soar to go at a higher elevation with him to where those things, those tactics of the enemy and maybe even people that he uses cannot reach us because we're so high um, with the Lord. We're, we're at such a elevated position that those things just fall off. They don't bother us. They don't affect us. And I did notice that that eagle, it basically ignored the crows. It basically didn't even pay them any mind. So I found that interesting as well. And I just, I just knew the Lord was ministering to me and showing me these things. And I just want to really quick read. Um, there was an article I found 
regarding the eagle and what it represents spiritually, biblically. Um, and it says here, let me just zoom in <laughs> because my eyes aren't what they used to be. But praise God, I can see. Thank you, Jesus. Um, but it says, as eagles fly high and are sharp-sighted. So take note of that. They're sharp-sighted. They signify rational things. This, uh, that this is the case may be seen from many passages in the word. Um, first, they signify true rational things. And then it goes on to show a, scri a scripture um, about Moses in Deuteronomy 32 verses 10 to 11. It talks about wailing in solitude. He led them about. He instructed them, the Lord. He kept him as a pupil of the eye, as the eagle stirs up her nest, fluttereth over her young and spreads out her wings, takes him and bears him upon her wings. So in other words, I wanted to share with you um, this, this specific article because it's interesting that it says they're sharp-sighted. Um, you know, they signify, and the revelation I got earlier was that they signify um, direction. They have direction. You know, they, they're sharp. They know where they're going. Crows, they're not that way, as well as chickens, okay? Chickens, all they can do is walk, walk. All they can do is kind of jump around, run around, and they don't know where they're going. Chickens have no sense of direction. And so all they can do is look up and wish they could fly, you know? Um, and so in that sense, those chickens might signify people that gossip, you know, people that slander, people that they might believe in God and they believe in this word, but they don't apply it. You know, they're like the chickens that run around. They don't have any direction because they don't apply the word of God. They don't um, walk out the word. They don't walk out and live out whatever it is the Lord is telling them to do. So therefore, they stay on the ground running around with no direction. Uh, while the eagle knows where they're supposed to go, they go that direction. They fly towards that, that destination and they are sharp. You know, and so in the same way, the Lord really wants us, people of God to be sharp-minded, to be um, in a state of knowing where we're going, knowing the will of God, knowing what it is that he wants us to do. And when we know that, we are without excuse if we're not walking it out. We are without excuse if we're not taking those words from the Bible and maybe even prophetic words, maybe even something that you know the Lord showed you about yourself. He might have showed you years ago even that you know, a certain thing or a certain purpose you have and you still haven't stepped out because of fear or complacency, whatever it is. And I want to say to you today, it's not too late. It's not too late to take those words, to take that promise and step forward in faith to reach the promise. Because let me tell you, faith without works is dead. And it requires faith. Uh, faith requires action requires works of some sort because when you combine your faith with your actions it causes God's reaction listen again faith combined with action causes God's reaction God will do the rest God will meet your faith especially when it's accompanied by works because the works part the actions part is the manifestation of your faith is the manifestation that you truly have faith in God because your actions, your movements, um, your decisions are proving that. And so I want to read this in James. James chapter 2 verse 26 it says, 
For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. I want to ask you today, is your faith alive? I want to ask you today, is your faith moving? Is your faith manifesting before others? And listen, we are not here to please others. We are here to please God and God alone. Because, you know, people will disappoint us. And let's face it, we're going to disappoint some people. But the goal that we should have daily as children of God is pleasing God. And walking with God. And doing whatever it is that He asks of us. Because that's not a, a, that's not a hard thing to do. It's very small compared to all He does for us daily. Amen. And so again, faith apart from works is dead. And I want to read this in its fullness. That's just uh, verse 26. But I want to read verses 14 to 26 in its fullest. And I want you to just really listen and take this to heart. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also, also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Wow, that is powerful. And I want to say to some of you right now, as you listen to this, um, as you listened, you got convicted of something. Um, I feel that as well, that God is bringing conviction in this area and bringing to remembrance a time that he asked us to do something or we had the opportunity and, you know, we did not take the action. And so again, this is, and this is not to condemn, this is, the Lord never condemns his children. He only corrects and disciplines. He only guides and corrects in order that we may become better in order that we can learn and just like with children you don't you don't correct them because you hate them you correct them because you love them and you want them to be a better version of themselves as they grow up amen and that's the same thing the lord wants from us daily that we become better and that we become more and more like jesus christ and so again it says show me your faith apart from your works and i will show you my faith by my works that's a challenge that was a challenging statement you know, because just like what James was saying, you know, someone might say, I don't need works. I have faith. I do have faith. Well, how can they prove to someone that they, they truly have faith? Think about that for a moment. If you just said to someone, I have, I'm full of faith, but yet your works don't follow that faith. You see no fruit in that person's life. How can they prove they have faith? Now, I want to say this as well. I do want to say this. This is not to say that we do things because we're trying to prove something to God. This is not to say that we, we do good things for others. We, we do good, good deeds because we're trying to prove something. That's not what this is saying. What, is this, what it's saying is that your faith, if you are truly full of faith, if you, are, if you are truly living a life in faith and trusting God and believing in God and taking Him at His word, then your works will follow that faith. Your fruit, just like the Bible says, Jesus said that you will know them by their fruits. Your fruits will have the evidence of your faith. If you're not carrying fruit, then there is no evidence of your faith. 
And your faith, unfortunately, is death. And this is what falls into the category of religiosity, is when people say they have faith, when people pray in church, when people honor the Lord with their lips, but their hearts are far from Him. And the fruits show. How do the fruits show? The fruits will be rotten. The fruits will consist of hypocrisy. The fruits will consist of lack of of any motivation to do anything for the Lord, to serve the Lord. The fruits will be rotten. And that is how you know. Jesus said it. You know them by their fruits. You can gauge a person by their fruits. And so works and good deeds should not be done out of obligation, but, but should be a natural thing that comes with our faith. It should just come naturally in our day-to-day lives. Amen? So I do want to say that. Okay, uh, and that was that was a very uh, po- not positive. That was a very powerful statement that James said as well, um, in verse twenty four, where he said, "You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone." So it's faith combined with works, amen. Because that's the evidence. Now, people that are living in a in a sense of just trying to earn God's love, trying to earn um, their way to heaven that is never going to please God because without faith it is impossible to please God right so having faith doesn't mean that you know you're running around trying to please God you're trying to earn as many quote-unquote uh, good deed points as you can <laughs> because then we're in the category of striving striving for God's love and acceptance when we have to know that we are sons and daughters I do want to just encourage you all with that don't think that it's an obligation because truly the Lord needs nothing from you listen to me the Lord doesn't need your good works the Lord doesn't need your finances the Lord doesn't need anything from you he's God but what he truly wants from you is your heart and when you can give the Lord your heart completely when you can lay your heart on the altar when you can lay yourself on the altar that is where he can fill you up when you empty yourself of you that is where he can fill you up with him that is all he wants from you is your heart and your devotion just like david isn't it beautiful how god said regarding david this is a man after my own heart how beautiful do you want to be a man or woman after god's own heart give him your heart lay it down trust in him Give him even those those dreams, those desires, those things that, you know, maybe haven't gone the way that you desired and you've been disappointed, you've been hurt. Give all those things to him because he can pick that up and make something beautiful out of those broken pieces. He can restore the time that you have lost. He can restore the years. He can restore what the canker worm and palmer worm has eaten throughout the years. He is a God who restores double even. Amen. So I do want to encourage you with that. And with that being said, it's 15 minutes long. And I kind of want to keep it around 15 minutes. <laughs> because I don't want to make it too long to where it's burdensome. Um, I know everybody has busy lives. But I'm going to leave the message here and do a part two. Um, just a following up of this same message. And just kind of... Um, talking a little bit more about the ego and talking a little bit more of what the Lord wants from us in terms of um, just our really coming into partnership with him coming into partnership with 
what he desires for our lives, your calling. Because listen to me, if you're listening to this today, you have a calling on your life. You have a purpose on your life. And God wants you to go forward in whatever that is. God wants you to accompany your faith with action because then you will see God's reaction. When you start stepping out in faith, you will see how God makes a way. You will see how God opens doors. You will see how God heals your heart. You will see how God mends those broken relationships in your life. You will see how God makes a way where there seems to be no way because that is his specialty. And so what have you not been fully surrendered to God in? What have you not been truly obedient in? It's time to be obedient. It's time to surrender. Because what God has for you is going to bring you a fulfillment, a peace, and a joy that you never knew. That's a promise. And so I'm going to pray for you. And listen, if you have any comments, if you have any questions, if you have a prayer request, even if you want to maybe send me a voice note um, that I, I can put on one of my podcasts or be part of one of my podcasts, let me know. You can actually send a message right in here through anchor.fm or you can go to my website musicbygenie.com you can send me a message through there um, any way you want you can also look at all of my information my different websites if you go to uh, www.linktree.com forward slash I am genie you can also find out my information there and get in touch with me so let me say a prayer for you right now Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I bless your people right now. I thank you for those who came and listened and took the time, Father. I pray that this blessed them. And I pray, Father, right now that whatever they've been holding back on doing, God, that you are giving them the boldness and courage now to step out in faith. You're giving them the boldness and courage to take those steps to, to go forward in that investment, to go forward in that enrollment, to go forward in making that phone call, to go forward in starting that ministry, whatever it is, Father. I pray right now boldness coming upon them, that, Lord, their faith will match up with their works, will match up with their actions and the things that they are doing in the natural. That, Lord, I thank you that you're going to bless them more than they could ever imagine as they do this. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening, and God bless you. See you next time.